Hey, this is David Perkins, pastor of Radiant Church. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. I hope and I pray that the content helps you grow as a follower of Jesus. We'd love to see you at one of our services on Sundays or maybe at our Bold Conference this summer. Remember this, those who look to Him are radiant. Well, good morning, everybody. Yeah. It's great to see all of you today. We are in a series um, where we're in the middle of these 21 days of prayer. And, and in January, we do 21 days of prayer with the motive and the goal of kind of prayer and intercession, fasting, looking into the new year. And then in August, what we're doing right now is it's the whole idea of 21 days of prayer where we're working on our devotional prayer life, where we're working on growing deeper, getting closer to God, getting roots. And so our dream, my dream, is that as we go into the fall, that we would be uh, close to God, that each one of you in your own relationship with Jesus would cultivate deep roots, that you would be someone that walks closely with God. I believe for us to accomplish the dreams that God has for our church, it's not just about the lights, it's not about sound, it's not about buildings, it's about the people of God knowing God and then having uh, something, fruit, abiding with God, something to be and share the good news of Jesus to others. And so we're wanting to go deep in the idea uh, of spending time alone with God. And so my challenge uh, for 21 days was for you to spend time alone with Jesus each day. And uh, we're right in the middle of that. We're calling the series Rooted, and we're, we're taking the imagery of the tree. This is, it's said actually a lot in Jeremiah and John 15 and Psalm 1. It's, there's a lot uh, of times where we find in the scripture the idea of the Christian life being about being rooted, having deep roots in God. And so uh, we're going to continue in that. And today we're going to go into uh, Psalm chapter one, which was the verse that was on the screen, uh, screen a moment ago. So if you've got your Bibles, let's go to Psalm chapter one. Let's read the whole thing together. All right, lots of Bible. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But, so there's a twist, so it's not those things, but do this. So for you who do the diet thing, it's don't eat that, eat this. It's not that way, it's this way. It's not that broad road, it's this narrow road. So it's don't do that, make space for this. It's what we're doing, 21 days, we're making space. So don't do that, but, but whose delight. So there's an emotion, there's a delight, there's a fascination, there's, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. And then after that, there's a habit. And because of that fascination, because of that delight, and who meditates, which you could say that's a habit. That's a discipline. That's something that you actually do. So your delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. And that person is like a tree. So there's the illustration. There's the metaphor. Planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers, not so the wicked. They are like chaff. The wind blows away. So there's another uh, metaphor, another picture. So the, the sinner, the, it's, it's blown away. It's like chaff. It's just gone. Opposite of deep roots that can stand any storm. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches. There's a promise. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. Then we juxtapose that way with another way. But the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Father, we love you today. And God, I just thank you for what you're doing in our house. And God, we want to be, uh, we, we wanna have deep roots. We wanna be planted by the stream. God, we wanna be like a tree 
And God, I just ask for every person that's here, Lord, I pray for the young adults, I pray for the teenagers, I pray for the men and the women. God, help us, Lord, to, to do what we know. Help us to draw near to the heart of God. We love you. We pray that we would choose the way of the righteous. We pray that we would make choices. And even in these 21 days, I ask for supernatural activity. I pray that we would experience fruit. Because we've been with God, fruit isn't for self. Fruit is for others. That we would be like trees that bear fruit, God. And it would be evident we've been with Jesus. We love you and we honor you. Radiant said amen. amen. I have on my uh, Instagram feed a moment uh, where all the externals were right, were right. I don't know when you think all's right with the world, everything is wonderful. This is external circumstance at its best. One of mine was about five years ago. I was on vacation with my four kids and my bride, and we're at the beach, and we had a perfect day at the beach, and then we drove to one of the best restaurants in town called Five Guys, and, and uh, yeah, but my son and I think is the best restaurant in every town. But uh, so we're sitting at Five Guys and it's a perfect night. And, uh, and, and so my kids are filling up, you know, sodas. They're eating fries. And my two youngest ones are, there's a happy song that comes on the radio. And my two youngest ones, while they're eating burgers and fries, they stand up and they start dancing like, and they're dancing. And I, I just, I felt in that moment, here I I am. It was before we moved here, um, but it felt like all was right with the world. Five guys and fries, been at the beach all day, wife and four kids, everybody's sun-kissed, you know, and tan. And so I got out my phone and pow, shot a video because this is an external moment that all's well, all's right, feels good. And I'm, I don't know what your right moment is. For some of you, it's like, hey, big victory last night. Woohoo! all's right with my world today. I mean, some of you, it's like, if I can get the right coffee right, I'll be okay. If I can, you name it. And, and the temptation is, it's kind of subtle, but our temptation is to fill up a highlight reel and go, I'll go from experience to experience and get all these things right. When all these things are right, then I'm okay. And here in Psalm 1, we've got, kind of a song about happiness that talks about the way of the righteous, the way of God that isn't necessarily consumed with all of the right external things, but deep roots is the idea in verse three that helps you find a way toward blessedness or it's, it's the word happy, find a way towards blessedness that is the way of the righteous, that is the God way. And so I want you to think of this like a happy song. Like think of your favorite happy song. Maybe for my kids, it's this new song, Despicable Me. Like, I don't even know how it goes, but it's a happy song. Cause I'm happy. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a happy song. For me, best happy song ever, 1990s, you know, Martin Smith, we got a little bit of, cause we're so happy, oh, singing over me. I don't know if you know that song, but that's my favorite. It's, it's awesome. It's the happy song is what it's called. And of course, the 90s was, was when the glory of the Lord was resting on America. And so just kidding. But anyway, so that's how I remember. But I remember that song in worship. And I loved that song because we're so happy. Oh, that's how it went on the, some guy screamed like that on the CD. Loved that happy song. Worst happy song ever was in the 80s. Little dingy Sunday school happy song. If you're happy and you know a clap. Yeah, yeah, that's the worst one. Worst one. Oh, but I got a clap out of that one. Maybe it's the best one. Psalm 1 is a happy song. Psalm 1, it's a song, and here's the psalmist, and he's starting off this first word with the word blessed. It's, it's the same word as happy. 
It's this idea, I'm gonna give you the happy way. I'm gonna give you a way that's more than just getting all your externals right. There's a way to happiness that far surpasses just the highlight reel. There's a way to happiness that everybody in the world is going, how can I get just my way? My way looks like me. My way for me, what I described a moment ago, would look like, hmm, Burgers and family and soda, yeah, at the beach. All right, you might go, you, you, you got a different one. You're like, that sounds terrible to me. You got something else that sounds better. Our temptation is to go our way. Like how can we create heaven on earth versus God's way? Like what does it look like to be close to God? What does it look like for us to engage with God? And you've got right here the psalmist and it's this, it's this idea where it's actually saying, let me give you the secret Let me give you a way. Let me give you a lifestyle. Let me give you a journey where your life isn't defined by your external circumstance. Your life is determined, defined, destined for blessedness or happiness is the word based upon being close to God. And that's the big idea. And I want us just to look at some other places in the Psalms where this same word is because you can feel the thrill of it. You can feel the thrill of being close to God. Look at this. It's the same idea in Psalm 34, one of our favorites. Verse eight, taste and see that the Lord is good, blessed or happy. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. So happy is the one who takes refuge in God. Taste and see, it's experiential, it's available. Or Psalm 65, four, blessed or happy are those who choose, are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. It's that closeness with God. It's talking about relationship. It's what these 21 days are about. It's about being rooted in relationship. Or Psalm 89, 15, blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you, who walk in the light of your presence, Lord. Same idea again. Happy are those people who are close to God. That's the idea. And it plays its way out, not just in Psalm 1, but all through the Psalms. You've got this happy or blessed, and it is contrary to the way of the wicked. And we think wicked and we automatically think like really bad, really evil. But in essence, wickedness is when we leave God out, when we kind of do our thing, when it's just not about him, when it, and, and, and that wickedness looks different for different people, but it's the presence of I'm in control. I'm doing my way. I'm doing my thing. And so here's this, this turning, this invitation in Psalm 1, which is a happy song. It is, it's an invitation to happiness. It's an invitation to blessedness. It's an invitation to be close to God. And in the very essence of the pursuit of God, he says there is happiness or blessing. So sometimes we think, all right, if I'm in the pursuit of happiness, I will find it. But chasing after the pursuit of happiness itself, directly pursuing happiness is a rat race. Can't find it. Some people can find a little bit of happiness in direct pursuit of something else, but it's temporary. So you, find, you live in pursuit of something else, and as a result of that, you find some happiness. But here's the eternal promise, that the pursuit of God produces an eternal blessedness or an eternal happiness. And so in the pursuit of God, you kind of just have happiness and blessedness that you gain. And that is not the promise that all, all your circumstances go well, but it is the guarantee that there is a blessedness and a happiness when you're willing to. And it's kind of interesting when you look at Psalm 1 because it's actually a choice. And he actually talks about, I would, as I read it over and over again, I read it like making space. 
Because starting off the Psalm, and it's the word blessed or happy, and the, at the very end, it's about destruction impaired last word. And, 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 and so you've got the choice. Is it, I'm gonna go this way or this way? It's really the same message that we talked about last week about if I'm gonna end up blown and tossed by the wind or if I'll have deep roots, it's this choice. And so you've got the psalmist here just saying it's, it's a choice to walk away. And he gives, he gives three ideas that are really similar, but it's blessed is the one who does not walk in step. So it's like in step with the wicked. Interesting idea. There's actually, uh, I think that when you think about um, Colossians, it talks about walking in step with the spirit. And so this is, you, you're making a choice. Am I going to walk in step with the wicked or am I going to walk in step with the spirit? Sometimes we go, well, I'm just going to, I'm an American. I'm going to make up my own step. I don't need those steps put on me. But here's the idea that in reality, you, you can't really create this third path where you're going, I'm just, it's, it's not really, it's not really, I'm not gonna do God's way, I'm not doing the wicked way, I'm just gonna kind of do my way. In essence, what you're saying is when you're not doing the God way, okay, all right, so everybody got mad there. All right, so, it's, but it's this idea, walk in step with the wicked or stand. So this is, it's kind of, it's kind of a movement oriented. It's walk in step with the wicked and then it's stopping or stand in the way that sinners take. And so it's, then even a step further where it's, I'm gonna take a seat and I'm gonna value what they value and I'm gonna sit in the sea of mockers. Mm. And so it kind of, the way that I picture it as I was reading it, I I just, I picture it like I'm walking, I'm considering, now I'm standing. You got my attention. Now I'm one of you and I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna mock, all right? It's progressive. And so it's tempting, it's alluring, it's tempting to just, just kind of, and, and, and sometimes you don't even, it's, it's not like your intention is, I'm gonna walk away from God. It's just what you start to allow in. So it's the value system that you start to allow in. And I would encourage you, obviously, ancient times, they didn't have the mediums that we have. But, and so listening to people was probably just in a conversation. I wanna invite you, you have a temptation today, whether it's on television or on your phone, there is a constant temptation to just stop, stand, and then maybe even sit in the company of the mockers because there's nonstop ideas, values thrown at us. And so this is the idea of what I value is, and he goes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not, and that's the intriguing thing, I'm gonna not spend my time, attention, affection, walking, standing, seated with those things, but, and then he turns and he actually gives the positive. But what I'm gonna do, what the righteous do is delight. And that's what you fill up that empty space with. So I'm not doing those things, but what am I doing? I'm going to delight. It's, it's, I mean, it's got a fascination, but I mean, it's, I'm gonna delight. I'm gonna delight in the word of God. And where I wanna invite you today is to think about how you can get deep roots in your pursuit of God, where you can pursue him and in pursuing him, find greater joy, greater happiness greater blessedness. And uh, I'm leading a summer small group with young adults and we're going through A.W. Tozer's book, The Pursuit of God. 
And in that book, it's the very, even in the title of it, you have the idea, because I'm in pursuit of God, because I'm in pursuit of going after him, some of these lesser things don't take up space and time, but I'm after an eternal joy. I'm after an eternal happiness, an eternal blessedness that far surpasses what the wicked or what the world has to offer. So walk, I wanna invite you, just three ideas here. Walk away from uh, walk from the way of the wicked. And that's lots of ways to think about that. But I wanna invite you to actually during these 21 days, and I'm talking about in these 21 days, turn something off so that you can spend more time with God. What can you go ahead and just, I'm just gonna walk away from this thing. I'm gonna walk away from this podcast. I'm gonna walk away from this channel. I'm gonna walk away from endless hours of scrolling. I'm gonna, you, you, you pick the thing, but so that I can fill up my heart, mind, affection, thoughts, attention with the values of the word of God so that I can meditate, so I can, build, I can be fascinated and then meditate on the word of God. Uh, and whatever you feed upon, you'll develop an appetite for. Whatever you spend time putting the thought system, the values in your head, you'll start to value. And so the idea here with sinners is this, is that it, it, he, the psalmist is saying, you don't take on those values. Now, this is different. We know as Christians that we wanna be people, and in the future, I wanna do a series on this, that we wanna be a people that invade culture, that actually the very name of our church, Radiant, is about being a light to the world. So it's the idea we wanna be people that go and spend time with lost. Jesus spent time with sinners. It's not, it's, it's, it's not about not being with them. It's, not, it's about not valuing what they value. And so we wanna go in and, and, and we want to value Jesus and be with them. The problem is, is that you gotta have a ferocious delight and meditation on the word of God inside of you to be okay in that context. And so the way that A.W. Tozer says it is he says, it's like, if you've got, if you're a boat, and you wanna go deep into the, the, the lake, you wanna go way out into the water, and the water is like sin and sinners, he says, go way out deep, you're like the boat, great to go way out into the lake, get way out there among the sinners, just make sure there's no water in the boat. So the idea is you get out there and you're with them, but you don't value what they value. And you tend to value the things of the people that you hang with. So if you aren't intentional about being much with God and meditating on his word and delighting in his word, then you'll tend to value what they value, talk like they talk. That's why the message is not avoid sinners. The message is go deep in God. The message is be rooted and established in the love of God. The message is be like a tree with deep roots by the stream. The message is in all you're getting, get close to God. The message is in, this, in the culture that you've got an abundance of options, be with him. You will start to talk like the people. You, you, unless you're intentional, you'll just sound just like them. So my kids tend to sound like me, Right. I mean, they tend to sound like what, the way that they've been trained up by Renata and I. Why? Because they've spent loads of time with us. And so like my, uh, my, my, my brother-in-law my, and my sister, they, they have a culture in their family where they love on vacation to get up at, before the sun comes up to begin their road journeys, right? So whenever they're gonna travel, they are on the road like before the sun comes up, which in our family is not quite the culture. Uh, <laughs> 
in our family, we, when we travel, it's, it's, it's a while. And so we have a culture when we stay at a hotel where Renata or I will always call and ask for a late checkout. In fact, we'll even sometimes choose the hotel based upon if we can get a late checkout. Late checkout, it's a part of the Perkins language. Five guys and fries on the beach, Perkins language, right? Late checkout, Perkins language, right? So this week, Renata and I were talking about the current stress. We're selling our house and we're moving and we're talking about the stress of it because we're moving next, next week. And, and my daughter, Adeline, says from the back seat, what? What, what, what? Why don't we just ask for a late closing, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, why? Because in her mind, that's just what we do. It's part of the language, right? <laughs> Here's the reality. For each one of us, you're much in the family of God and you'll start to get language like God. You get the word of God in you, it just starts to come out. You aren't with God, but you're much walking with the wicked. You're hanging out there, maybe end up even seated and you'd be surprised you're not with God and even the little concepts and statements about mocking God can can sneak in there. So here's the idea, get close, spend time with, get close to God. That's why in these 21 days, my dream is that we would get these deep roots. My dream is that you would be much with God. I, I, in fact, in my own journey this week, I, I feel stronger. I feel stronger this week than I did last week because this has been a good week for me because I made you do it. So I'm getting stronger. Sorry, bad joke. But point is this, I, I, I can feel, I, I, like I know right now. And, and it's, it's amazing, it's beautiful. And I'm, I've got a holy jealousy over all of us. And honestly, it's because when we abide, we bear fruit. And when we bear fruit, we're able to reach people. And if we're not bearing fruit, we're not gonna reach people. And Jesus calls us to reach people. And so there's a motivation to be close to God and there's a motivation to make a difference. And so we gotta get both. And we gotta get close. And I wanna invite you in all you're getting. Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get close to God. I, I'm, I'm gonna spend time with him. I'm gonna know him. And so it's this idea, walk away and then delight in. Delight in God's word. And so... For many of you, that sounds a little scary. I, I, I've talked about this lots of times, but I want to encourage you to find a way, an online Bible, a Bible, but get a way to get alone with God. And every time, if you can, every time, open up the word of God and meditate on his word. And what happens is you start to love what you spend time with. Spend time. And, and here's the thing. The reality is we're, we're falling in love with God. So when we're singing up here, here in your presence, heaven and earth become one. It's because why? There is a heart that is consumed with love for God, right? Well, if you wanna hear the voice of God, the best way that you can hear the voice of God is get alone with him and get the scriptures in you. Open up the word of God. And this is a way that you, you start to recognize who he is, his language, his character, what he's like, what his personality is like. And so, so, so don't separate them. Let that pursuit of God drive you towards the methodology, the medium, what we have that helps us get close with him. So we're not worshiping the scriptures, we're worshiping God. But this is a way to get close to him. It's like when uh, Renata and I were dating, I spent a summer uh, as a counselor at a youth camp and it was back in the days of payphones, which were worse days by far. And uh, there was one payphone at the camp and I spent every night, every night, <laughs> every night 
going off to that payphone at about 10.30 at night, staying on the phone till 2 a.m. My MCI bill was more than what I made the whole summer because um, I would go and talk to Renata on the payphone every night. That payphone became my favorite place. Why? Because I was crazy about Renata, right? Here's the reality. This is like the payphone. I want to invite you. You're, I, I, you're so in love with God that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get alone and I'm going to delight. I delight in his word and I meditate on it day and night. And so when he says, when I meditate on the law, when he says law there, this is the psalmist talking about the Torah. So he's talking about the first five books. You've got not just five books, you've got 66. You've got a lot. If he can meditate, delight in five, let's go for 66. There's a lot. We've got the gospels. We've got the words of Jesus. We've got what, what happened in the early church. We've got Paul explaining to us. We've got the future hope and Christ's return. So here's the idea in, in the scriptures growing fascination. I delight in the word of God. I meditate on it. And so figuring out patterns that work for you during your week. I, I was, uh, one guy talked about how he, uh, he, was, he was wanting to meditate on the scriptures, but he was uh, providing for his family and had to work. I don't remember the amount of hours, but so many hours working two jobs. And so he would, he would uh, work at the grocery store in, through the night and stock shelves. And I'll just never forget the story where he talked about having a, a New Testament um, in his back pocket and that he fell in love with God through the night as he would take out one, take out the scriptures, memorize one verse, even just a phrase, put it back in his pocket and just meditate on that verse as he was stocking shelves. And it was a way, in the, instead of saying, hey, my life is too busy, I can't do... In the midst of the crazy season, little kids working two jobs, all right, I'm, gonna, I'm stocking these groceries and I am meditating on the word of God through the night. And instead of an excuse, he had a burning heart and that's the season that he talks about growing the most in God in the season where he was the most stressed out trying to be a provider. Here's what we can do. Hey, we got a lot of reasons why we can come up with reasons why this is not available, possible, doable for me. Don't go there. Get instead locked in inside of me, Psalm chapter one. I will be someone that delights in. I'm gonna be someone that actually meditates on. I'm gonna be that tree. And this is the illustration here in verse three where it goes, it's like you're a tree and it's near the stream, meaning it's sucking the water, sucking the life, sucking what helps it to grow big and strong from the, from the stream. And I want to invite you, when you are spending time with God, when you are me uh, meditating on his word, delighting in it, what's happening is you're going, I'm going I'm to put roots deep down. I'm going to pull from the stream. I'm going to be close to him. And this idea is you're growing big and strong because the whole metaphor, Jesus talks about this idea in John 15. Jesus, even in the Sermon on the Mount, has so many ideas about, um, about being able to handle storms. But when, you're, when you've got that, it's not the promise that, that everything is going to prosper even now. Because the bottom line is, even when we read the Psalms, there's challenges. Psalm 73 is actually, hey, why do the wicked prosper? So, I mean, you've got Psalm 22 where David's saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Right? Meaning there's so many moments in life where it does not feel like everything that you put your hand to prospers now. But here's the promise. The reality is there is a, an eternal prosperity 
God uses all things for the good of those who love him. You may be going through the darkest moment, but God uses that. And, and, and when you go through that challenge, when you go through that storm, I want you to think about that God, God's gonna help you through it and how, how you get through it. Paul does this. Paul, Paul when he's talking and, he, and he's like, hey, we've been struck down. We're hard, let me just read it. He says, we're hard pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. The secret to happiness is not in your circumstance, it's in your roots. It's, I've got deep roots so I can, I can make it through these hard times. I have a buddy of mine and uh, he's currently a pastor uh, in Denver, strong Christian. And he had uh, on his wedding day, um, this is, 99, so it was kind of right before the, you know, the text message boom hadn't come yet. And we were all carrying around flip phones back then. And 1999, he woke up, he was gonna marry the girl of his dreams. And uh, on his wedding day, both Christians, both leaders at the church, like the star 24 year olds that are leaders in the church. And she calls him and says, it's off. We're talking the day of the wedding. We're talking like people had flown in. We're talking about like all of his groomsmen. There was no way to distribute the information. People showed up with their gift. And this is not like a romantic comedy on Saturday night movie. This really happened. So all of a sudden, I mean, she talked about a disaster. I'm telling all of his friends, all of the family. She was from Oregon and he was from Boston and they were living in Colorado and all these people had flown in. And so he talks about the worst day of his life. Who are you gonna be? And so he talks about in, on that day, on the day where he was the most hurt, most humiliated and embarrassed, just getting in his car, going up to the mountains, getting alone with God so that he could be with God because on your darkest day, in your hardest storm, the way that you find out who you are is, how are you gonna respond? Are you rooted? Are you, are you, are you gonna be close to him? And that, if, if, you'll, if you'll get close to God on the average days, then on your darkest day, you'll be surprised. I'm all right, I'm okay. I'm close to God. Fiance didn't show. Yeah, I got a whoa, whoa, hard, hard day. And he ran to God. He forgave her. They got married. They pastor a great Ark Church in Denver. Have three great kids. And I, I, I just tell you that story because I think each one of us, we we have we have moments. We have these days. And it's kind of that every day. I'm gonna get alone. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna. It's what we're doing for 21 days. I'm gonna turn. Ah, blessed is the person, blessed is the man, blessed is the person who, so I'm, not, I'm not walking, I'm not standing, I'm not seated in the values of the wicked. My delight is on God's ways. And I'm meditating on his word day and night. And so we're working for 21 days on building these kind of spiritual muscles, getting these roots deep, deep down. And it's kind of like we're just taking the stream here for 21 days. We're just going, we're going to go deep. We're going to get roots. We're going to get rooted in God. Let's stand together and let's pray together. I was thinking about, you know, (laughs) 
our tendency to love the big moments and respond dramatically, good or bad, in the, in the epic moments. But the joy that we get to live is the relationship. Like that's the joy, the relationship with God, that's the joy of our lives. I was thinking about when, like when Renata and I got married, like I was thinking about imagining saying, get married, May of 2000, the absurdity, if I were to say, hey, great wedding, I'm going to Hawaii without you, peace, right? Pretty dumb, pretty miserable. Like the joy of the wedding is a life of relationship. Or then on our 10 year anniversary, you know, like, hey, I'm out, I'm gonna go, San Diego is where we went on our 10 year, by myself. No, the, the journey, the joy is in the relationship and, and doing life together. And you, there was a day where you made a public declaration called baptism, where it was this moment where you said, I'm with Jesus, he's my Lord. Just I'm here to testify, I want everyone to know I'm, I'm with him. Imagine the absurdity of having a moment Maybe that moment where you said yes to Christ and then that moment where you got baptized and then living your life distant from him. That what, what, makes, what makes life great is relationship. So, so this, what we're talking about for 21 days, of course, we're saying 21 days, but the dream is that this becomes who we are every day is I'm not doing life distant from God. I am, I'm choosing the way of the righteous. And that's the fun part. Verse six concludes with, ah, but God's eyes are on the way of the righteous. He sees you and he sees you on your darkest day. He sees you on your mundane days. He sees you on your big trophy days. He's with you. He's for you. He loves you. He delights in you. He's worth being close to. Let's stretch out our hands and let's pray. Father, in the powerful name of Jesus, we just draw near to God. And during these 21 days, we ask, Lord, that we would get deep roots, that we would be like trees planted by streams of water, with deep roots. And so God, we, we want to delight and meditate on your word. We want to have prayer lives that flourish and blossom. We want to abide. We want to be friends of God. If you're here today and you're going, that's me. I, I, I want to be a friend of God. I, 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 I want to I know Jesus. I want to invite you just to pray this prayer and begin your journey with Jesus. And you can walk with God. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, Jesus. And Jesus came and he died for you. He lived a life you couldn't live. He's perfect. He went to a cross. And now you can spend eternity. It is the relationship that changes everything. And you can walk with him and you get to be in right standing with God because of what Jesus did. It's the, it's the only way to live now and in eternity. And today, if you go, that, I, I want that. I wanna be close to God. I just wanna invite you. Just, I wanna invite you just to begin a journey with Jesus. Just pray this prayer. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus and I give you my life. I step over the line. No, I don't want to go my way. I go yours. Save me and change me. Come be in me. I give you my life. I will follow you in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen.
Let's give the God of the ages a big shout out this morning, everybody. Yeah. So good. Hey, listen, if you prayed that prayer to begin a journey with Jesus, we are committed to you. We love you and we want to connect with you. And I'd like to invite you, if you would, just on that connection card that's on your seat, I want to invite you to take an extra couple minutes while we sing this next song and just write on there your name and that you, and there's a place for you to mark that you gave your life to Jesus. We're going to be in touch with you. We want to help you on your journey. We promise not to drive you crazy, but we do want to help you get connected in a small group, help you with resources to grow in your life in God. I want to invite the ushers to come forward. And I just want to tell you, uh, in the next six weeks, there's a whole lot of vision that we're going to start kind of just unveiling. And I believe right now we're in a growth season where it's, it's really fun to see what God is doing. And I want to thank you because this, the, the generosity of this church is, I mean, I mean, next month will be three years old. And, and, and the, the way that you guys are, are giving, I'm just so blown away and so grateful. It enables us to continue to dream about how God wants uh, to use Raiden Church to make a difference in the city. And so thank you for returning the tithe and thank you for giving offerings. And I'm just really blown away. I'm, I'm honestly just, I'm just, I, you know, when I'm in secret, I'm just thanking God, thanking God, thanking God, because it's beautiful and it's amazing. And, and this is a very, very generous church and it's a baby church, but it's a generous church. And so thank you. Uh, let's pray over our tithes and offerings. I wanna encourage you, if you uh, filled out a connection card, put that in the, in the bucket right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we come with tithes and offerings today. And God, it is our delight to be the people of God. It is our delight, Lord Jesus, to give to you. You gave to us first and it all belongs to you. So we live with gratitude in our hearts and we are cheerful and thankful. We wanna be a grateful and thankful people. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what Nathan said, the way that you've worked all summer long. We love being a part of your church. Now God, take what we give. Use it to make a measurable impact in the lives of people in our city, of young people, people around the world, new churches. God, we love you and we honor you in Jesus' name.